Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, September 12, 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Julie Chen, Jeffrey Owens, Bill Cosby, John Legend, Morgan Freeman, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S. Entertain and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto, like the high heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just type in T. Jones Gibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy 75 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners who are tuning in on the phone lines or in the chat room. Thanks again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I broadcast every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern right here on BTR. So how is everyone doing today? You know, um, speaking of the weather, we got uh, Hurricane Florence um, that's almost going to make uh, I guess you can say it's almost going to make uh, go close to the Carolina coast. Uh, Virginia is being affected, North Carolina, South Carolina, and even some parts of Georgia. So uh, we're thinking about the guys down there um, because, you know, the last time I think North Carolina had a big hurricane, it was like I think over a decade, a big one. So this is a Category 4 and, uh, you know, I have family and, and friends down there, so I'm thinking about you, making sure you stay safe, and uh, just hoping that it doesn't, you know, maybe hopefully we'll lose strength. I mean, I know it's a hurricane, but, you know, you know, we never like to see the devastation and the storm surge and the flooding and all the heavy rain that is associated with these big storms. Uh, you know, the past couple of weeks we have lost, uh, you know, they say in Hollywood, you know, celebrities, stars always die in threes. To, about two, uh, two weeks ago we lost the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Last week we lost Burt Reynolds and uh, Mac Miller. And uh, 
We're going to be talking about Burt Reynolds and Mac Miller uh, in this uh, week's uh, show. Um, just sad. But th- also this week, we're going to be talking about uh, Julie Chen. You know her as one of the co-hosts of CBS The Talk. Well, you know her husband, Les Moonves, who was the chairman of the of the network, uh, is facing a lot of uh uh, allegations about sexual misconduct, and now she's taking a few days off to, you know, be with her family and to be with her husband. But it, it is kind of awkward that your co-hosts are talking about your husband and what he is alleged to have done, of doing. So uh, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, Jeffrey Owens, who you know him as uh, a former Cosby star. Well, he revealed that the reason why he ended up taking the job at Trader Joe's is because of what happened with uh, that, you know, it, his, the uh, sexual assault accusation by Bill Cosby, how that uh, assault accusation had affected his pockets. So we're going to be talking more about that. Also, uh, speaking of Bill Cosby, he and his wife Camille, they are trying to reconsider uh, what the judge apparently they are trying to according to the the the, the to deadline they're saying that uh, Bill Cosby and his wife are trying to say that uh, the judge had an alleged feud with the XDA and that it has something to do with the outcome of his case. So we're going to be talking about that. And congratulations to John Legend, because now he is a member of the prestigious EGOT Club. I'll tell you more about it. And Morgan Freeman will not have to give up his 2018 Screen Actor Guild Life Achievement Award, because now, um, remember, he was under investigation in May after eight women came forward with allegations of harassment and inappropriate behavior, and they were threatening to take his, uh, you know, Screen Actor Guild Award. So we're going to be talking about that as well. And Miley Cyrus and Will Khalifa are facing a lawsuit over their hit song, Twenty. So, uh, wow, got a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover. So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. All right. Well, Julie Chen announced Monday that she's taking some time off from the CBS to talk a day after her husband, Les Moonves, resigned as chairman of the network amid a fresh wave of sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, she said in a statement, quote, I am taking a few days off from the talk to be with my family. I will be back soon and will see you Thursday night on Big Brother. Now, Chen was absent from the season premiere of the afternoon chat show on Monday while her co-host awkwardly discussed the scandal. Uh, Sharon Osborne said, as you all know, Julie's husband is in the news and she's taking some time off to be with her family. It's very embarrassing and upsetting to have talked about her husband, but we do. We feel it's right. She Osmond also says she was asked to make a statement in support of Moonves after six women accused him of sexual misconduct in July, but with six more women speaking out in a story published on Sunday, it's clear to her he has a problem. Osmond also said that these stories are so similar, the pattern is so similar, that for her, he had not been convicted of any crime, but obviously he has a problem. The co-host added that she was particularly affected by new accusation by TV executive Phyllis Golden Gottlieb, who alleged Moonves had her blacklisted from the industry after he sexually and physically assaulted her, and she spurned his further advances. And fellow co-host Sarah Gilbert chimed in that she loved and support Jen, but this is an important time in our culture, and just because this hit close to home, it doesn't change the story. Uh, the Roseanne star also added that all women's stories and these women's stories matter. This is very serious, and the appropriate action needs to take place. I'm happy when women are heard because for a long time they haven't been, unquote. And she's right. You know, it's this man who been running CBS for all these years 
has been uh, accused of all these allegations. And now, and remember, Julie Chen, like the wife that she she is supposed to be, stood by her husband amidst all this uh, scandal. And now more women has come forward. And it was also alleged that Moonves was the same man that when Nipplegate hurt, uh, occurred, we're talking about the incident when Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake during the Super Bowl performance, the halftime performance, when uh, Justin uh, uh, pulled on uh, Janet's wardrobe and her nipple came out, and that how Justin was unscathed after that, but Janet got the brunt of the whole scandal. And it was alleged that Moonves was the one to make sure that Janet Jackson was the one to go down for it. So, you know, he he's no good. And you know what, Sharon, also, uh, Sharon Osborne also said that how come, you know, when it comes to men that, when it, when it comes to powerful men, that they always thinking with their uh, with their penis, you know. You notice that the same thing with Donald Trump, but the same thing with other um, men of power. That you know, when they face these allegations, they think that they're untouchable. That that oh, they can get away with it. But uh, it's finally come to light, and uh, we just hope for the best. Um, I wonder if Julie is going to still remain with her husband, I wonder if she's ever going to come back to the talk because that's going to feel a little awkward coming back knowing that your husband has been accused of all these uh, sexual misconduct and then you have to sit at the same table with the women that you love, your co-host, the people that you work with, and you're they're talking about your husband. So we'll see. Uh, Jeffrey Owens has revealed that his pockets were drastically affected by Bill Cosby's sexual assault accusation by more than 50 women. And when the disgraced comedian actor was later convicted of sexual assault, it impacted him financially when it came to his royalty checks. Now, Owen, who's 57, played Cosby's son-in-law on the NBC series The Cosby Show from 1985 to 1992, but when reruns were pulled from syndication during Cosby's legal battle, it affected his overall livelihood. As we, uh, as it was previously reported last week, after 15 months of working at Trader Joe's in New Jersey, a customer spotted Owens and snapped a photo that went viral. Now, Tyler Perry was having none of this job chaining by some outlets, so he offered Owens a 10-episode deal on his own drama, The Haves and Have-Nots. Now, Owens has accepted the offer, and shooting is set to begin this week. While acting as his calling, Owens recognized he still may need to go back to work at Trader Joe's someday. He said, quote, I'm going to keep pursuing it. I'm going to preserve it, preserve. And even if that means that eventually when all this hoopla dies down, I might need to take another job outside of the business. I'm still waiting to do that, unquote. Let me tell you a story about uh, Jeffrey Owens. I met Jeffrey in person. This is when the Cosby Show was uh, was the most popular show on TV, and he was. Um, I was in college at the time at Long Island University, Brooklyn camp- campus. Shout out to LIU. He was doing a talk. Uh, it was a panel. Uh, where it was like a meet and greet, a Q and A, and he was talking about the business and how long he's been acting. He was talking about the show and how uh, a lot of us was excited because he was a very different character on the Cosby Show. Remember, he was the one who was uh, Cosby's son-in-law who married the oldest daughter, Sabrina. And I remember getting an autograph of his signature. I have the autograph somewhere in the house. But, yeah, I remember meeting Jeffrey Owens in person, talking with him, having him sign my notebook um, at the time. But, um, you know, he's not the only one. He's not the first and he's not the last. There's a lot of uh, actors who um, haven't acted in a long time who rely on these uh, residual checks or royalty checks if the shows go into syndication. And, uh, you know, uh, Cosby's show was on syndication for on several shows, networks, cable, you name it. And then when the whole scandal came out, the network started taking, them, to start, started taking the show off entirely. I think the only 
uh, station that keeps have the show in syndication, I think it's BET, Black Entertainment Television, I think TV One, mostly the black uh, networks or cable networks, I should say, that has the show still in syndication. But um, a lot of people felt didn't feel sorry, but they say this is kind of crazy that a character that we loved and watched on the Cosby Show is now working at, in a supermarket. But um, and then Nicki Minaj allegedly says she wanted to give donate twenty five thousand to him to get him back on his feet. Now uh, it has been alleged that uh, she still hasn't given him the money, but he said he's not holding his breath. He said that uh, if she gives it to him, he's just going to donate the money to charity. But it was the thought that count, you know. But um. You know, sometimes this kind of thing happens, and a lot of people were, yeah, job-shaming him. And uh, some certain celebrities came to his defense, too, because sometimes, you know, when the, the acting jobs dry up, you got to support your family somehow. you still got to pay bills. So what what's the best thing to do? Wait tables, work in, uh, you know, Trader Joe's, BJ's. Costco, Amazon, you know, you have to, you know, the bills are going to still keep coming in. They don't stop. So, and your family need to eat. They they still need to eat. So you got to take measures in your own hands. So, but um, it's good that he has finally, uh, people are start offering some acting gigs, gigs, gigs for him. Uh, speaking of Bill Cosby, um, he is, uh, who is facing, you know, decades behind bars and being classified as a sexual predator, he wants his criminal case reconsidered because of the judge-alleged feud with the ex-DA. Now, in April, a jury returned guilty verdicts on three counts of aggravated indecent assault for 81-year-old Cosby sexual assault of uh, Andrea Constant over 14 years ago. Now, according to the deadline, dozens of alleged victims of the actor are expected to speak at his September 24th sentencing hearing, but Cosby is hoping to thwart his move, which is being orchestrated by the Montgomery County District Attorney. The disgraced comedian and his legal team are also making another attempt to have the Pennsylvania judge who oversaw both the 2017 mistrial and this spring guilty verdict declaring retrial removed from this case. Now, Cosby and his team believe an old personal dispute between former Montgomery County DA Bruce Castor clouded Judge O'Neill's ability to to possibly be impartial in the matter. So we'll see what happens. And John Legend is now a member of the prestigious EGOT Club after winning an award at the 2018 Creative Arts Emmys on Sunday night. The 39-year-old singer already has an Oscar, Grammy, and a Tony in his award cabinet and completed his haul after taking home the Outstanding Variety Special Live for Jesus Christ Superstar Live at Sunday's ceremony. John was an executive producer for the TV special, which he also starred. John, Andrew, and Tim are now all members of the unofficial EGOT Club, 12 people who have taken all four major U.S. awards. Others in the group include Whippy Goldberg, Audrey Hepburn, and Mel Brooks. John has also made history as being the first black man to achieve the accolade. Sunday was the conclusion of two nights of award presentation and other to emerge victorious, including the late Anthony Bourdain, whose Anthony Bourdain Parts Unknown show and his digital spinoff won the chef, who took his own life in June, six posthumous gongs in total over both nights. James Corden also had a successful evening with his carpool karaoke spinoff, winning a gong in the short-form variety series category, beating The Daily Show, Saturday Night Live, and The Tonight Show spinoff to the top spot. And over the two nights, Games of Thrones and Saturday Night Live led the award hall with seven gong each, while The Assassination of Johnny Versace, American Crime Story, took home four, and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Atlanta, The Crown, USS Callister, Black Mirror, The Handsmaid's Tale, and Westworld each won three. Right now we have 19 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. This is That's Entertainment eighth year here on the network. So if you like entertainment news, make sure you follow the 
click on the follow-up button on the top of the show page, and that way we'll send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you like our Facebook page. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on t- Twitter at That's Entertain one T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and number one. And you can also follow me at Stiletto14 and also at T. Joan Gibbs on Instagram. Uh, Morgan Freeman will not have to give up his 2018 Screen Actor Guild Life Achievement Award following union officials' independent investigation into claims of misconduct against the Oscar winner. Now, SAG-AFTRA bosses launched the investigation in May after eight women came forward with allegations of harassment and inappropriate behavior against Freeman as part of a CNN expose or expose, sorry. The union official announced they would consider corrective actions with regards to the honor handed to the actor a month before the release of a SAG-AFTRA uh, sexual harassment code of conduct which detailed behavior them unsuitable and inappropriate by members. But Friedman will keep his award. A new statement from a union spokesperson read, quote, based on the result of an independent investigation and the information we have at this time, we are taking no action regarding the SAG Life Achievement Award presented to Morgan Freeman, unquote. The details of the investigation will remain confidential. Freeman quickly apologized after the CNN report was published online, insisted it was never his intention to intentionally offend or knowingly make anyone feel uneasy. Meanwhile, Freeman National Geographic show The Story of God is back on track after network bosses halted production following the CNN report. They also investigated the allegation against the star before announcing last month that production of the show would resume after clearing him of any inappropriate behavior. However, the actor hasn't come out of the drama completely unscathed. He lost his lucrative longtime sponsorship with Visa amid the controversy. And Miley Cyrus and Wiz Khalifa are facing a lawsuit over that song 23. Singer Yella the Triple Threat claimed that the Wrecking Ball hitmaker, Khalifa, rapper Juicy J, and producer Mike Will Made It ripped off her 2012 song, J on My Feet, which featured on her mixtape, The Big Bang. Now, Cyrus, Will, and the rappers released 23 in 2013, and it appeared on the 25-year-old Bangers album. Yella alleged that Miley, Miley used the track to reinvent her musical career from child star to the edgier urban and adult performer she is today. She also alleged that Cyrus changed her image to one that is uh, that is strikingly similar to hers. Yella is seeking an injunction and unspecified monetary damages, and this is according to The Blast. And supermodel Heidi Klum and fashion guru Tim Gunn are exiting their hit reality TV show, Project Runway, for a new series on streaming service, Amazon Prime Video. Details about the new venture are being kept under wraps, but Amazon boss explained the series will bring fashion to a global audience in 200 countries and territories, while they are also planning to tie in an online shopping experience for viewers. Now, both industry veterans joined the fashion competition show in 2004 with German beauty Klum serving as host and as executive producer, while Gunn featured as a mentor to budding designers and also helped to produce the long-running series. And fans went... Fans were sent into a frenzy when that video of Nicki Minaj and Cardi B getting physical at the Harper Bazaar Icon Party in New York City last weekend went viral on social media. While the Bodak Yellow hitmaker was quick to call out Nicki right after the altercation, Nicki was surprisingly silenced about it. It turned out that Nicki has her own way to re- uh, react to the fight, opting out a lengthy post on social media. Now, fans noticed that the Queen stars started liking tweets about the fight on Twitter. One of the tweets that the Raptors like read, quote, Nikki would never talk about an innocent child, but just like Sis said, y'all paint her out to be the bad guy. And uh, that's what one uh, person said. And, and with that, uh, Nikki seemingly denied reports that Cardi started attacking her, uh, you know, saying that the uh, she well, Cardi Cardi said that that she struck tried to strike 
Nikki, because she started talking uh, some things about her daughter culture that she has by offset. Now, um, Nikki said that she also uh, liked the tweet that she would never discuss her parenting skills. And she said, stop believing the lies, hashtag fake news. Now, this long rumor feud between Nikki and Cardi exploded on September 7th. They made commotion around 11.30 p.m. towards the end of the party. And according to an eyewitness, it was said that Nikki was mingling with guests and trying to enjoy the party when Cardi started lunging at her and began shouting. Now, Cardi even threw one of her red platform heels at Nikki, though fortunately she and her bodyguard was not injured. And following the attack, it said that Nikki won't press charges against Cardi. Sources close to the 35-year-old Bayesian beauty revealed to TMZ that she doesn't feel a need to file a police report. And the source also added that Nikki stayed unbothered by the altercation and she doesn't want the drama to escalate. And NYPD Public Information Officer confirmed on Saturday saying that at this point in time, we don't have complaint on either side. And you know what? Um, as long as I've been doing this show and you guys been been there from the beginning, you know that I cannot stand when women, especially rappers, and female MCs when they have beef against each other. I can't stand it. I don't like it. Leave that to the guys. And it's ironic because just a couple of weeks ago, uh, just you know, earlier when it was uh, at the um, Mets gala, that Nikki came over to Cardi and talked with her, asked her how she was feeling because, you know, Cardi was still pregnant at the time. And they had small talk. There was no, you know, there was no animosity. There was no beef. They didn't, you know what I'm saying? And I hate to see this because, again, and other celebrities have felt the same way too. Women should not be fighting, and especially at an event like this. You know, we, as black women, we, that that they want to see us get catty and, 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 Start ter- t- uh, taking our earrings off and throwing down, and especially at a, a prestigious event like this. Uh, Nikki even went on uh, her radio show saying that she was mortified that how this is happening in an event like this, and we're wearing these very expensive designer clothing, and this is going down like this. And and I agree with her absolutely. I mean, we we got to stop this. You know this bickering and being catty we got to get along we got to talk it out you know that's the first thing they want to see black women do is fight or women of color you know look at the reality shows you know it it has put a damper on us as a whole and black women are not like this you know we, we 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 know we usually try to stick together there's a sisterhood there's a bond and we need to stick together because where there's already this negative stereotype about us and how we're, you know, we're the last desired type of woman on the totem pole, we're not the most attractive, we've been called nappy-headed hoes, we've been called uh, uh, thoughts and all kinds of craziness. And that's leading to my next story because also um, Nikki also hit out on uh I don't know if you guys saw that Australian cartoonist Mark Knight uh he did a, a depiction of Serena Williams uh during her controversial behavior at the US Open uh even Nikki went in on him uh as noted by the NME uh Nikki described Knight as a cocksucker of the week after he this his sketch of the incident of for the Herald Sun newspaper drew across social media. Uh, in the cartoon, as noted by the Huffington Post, William is depicted with an exaggerated face and body jumping on her smash racket with a pacifier nearby, and in the background, a blonde opponent, presumably supposed to be, I guess, Naomi Osaka, pleaded with a chair umpire, can you just let her win? And Knight tweeted after social media after his uh, they after he argued that his sketch was uh, after they, social media argued that his sketch was racist and sexist. He says that don't bring gender into it when it's all about behavior. 
but he got so much of uh, criticism over his cartoon and defense of it that he was forced to set his Instagram account to private and his Twitter page has been deleted. And again, Nikki spoke on her Beats One Queen radio show that every time you see a black woman not agreeing with something or something's going on, they label her as angry or having a meltdown. And this needs to stop. And I agree with her 100%. She also called out nice. She said that uh, she wanted to name the cartoonist, who he is, and she said she just said, I have to. I'm sorry. She said that, um, you know, that black women are not allowed to say they're being mistreated without being told they're on drugs or having a meltdown or they're sore losers or they're bitter or they're miserable. You know, give us a break. Um, we're not we're not allowed to, you know. Even she defended Serena, saying that we're not allowing this to be done anymore. We're demonstrating grace. She's demonstrating passion. There's a difference between passion and a meltdown. And why is everyone allowed to go off and carry on and have a meltdown, but we can't do that, you know? And I agree with her absolutely, you know. I, I am so sick and tired that, you know, perfect example, you know when the twerking thing was a real big craze and uh, women of color was twerking, especially black women was twerking on the Internet, they were called thoughts, hoes, skank, every name in the book. But when a white girl does it or a Latina girl does it, oh, she's sexy, she's hot, she's doing the same dance. But when a black girl is doing it in the aisle of a supermarket, she's called a hoe, a thot, a skank. But then when a white girl does it, oh, she's sexy. She's beautiful. We we got to stop these negative stereotypes about black women. You know that black women are the most educated women in the world. We're the most successful women. But as we're still getting mistreated, we're still being stereotyped, and then when we raise hell, oh, we're the bitch, we're out of control, we need to calm down, but everybody else can go raise hell. Going back to why this is so sexism, um, what's the tennis player? Um, John McEnroe, many times he went off on the court cursing and going on and slamming his rack down and he's not being penalized. They penalized uh, Serena $17,000 for her behavior. And she even said, and, and you notice every time Serena uh, is at the U.S. Open, she uh, remember a couple of weeks ago she couldn't wear her, uh, they had a problem with her black cat suit, oh, that it wasn't appropriate. Um, they uh, she's be, she's the only one out of all the athletes that's been uh, drug tested the most. The, the only one. Why? And then this guy makes this cartoon character with her with uh, um, uh, you know with the body image, the full lips, the big nose, you know. And you remember in this country they have a history of those cartoons depicting black women, uh, black people as looking all monkish-like. And it's got to stop, and especially when it comes to black women. We need, we feel, have feelings, too. We we shouldn't be, uh, and some people say, oh, did Serena shouldn't have behaved like that. She should have she just accepted that and moved on. Why do we always got to accept it and move on? Everybody else can get to raise hell. So I think it's it's not right. I really think it's not right. Uh, right now we have here 33 uh, minutes uh, after the hour. Uh, coming up, um, I'm going to be talking about uh, Montana Fishburn. You know, she's back in the news. She's the daughter of Lawrence Fishburn, where she's in trouble again. I'll tell you the latest. Also, uh G. Easy, he broke down on stage after dedicating a song to the late star Mac Miller. Uh, I'll tell you all about it. And uh, Burt Reynolds' body has been cremated just days after his death. And Beyonce and Jay Z was threatened because you know they have that film, that documentary on the life of slain teenager Trevon Trevon Trayvon Martin. Well, guess who's threatening them? 
the same man who killed Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere.
Tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 19 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from uh, Rest in Peace to Mac Miller. That was called Ladders from his new album, Swimming. Uh, As you know, we lost Mac Miller due to an overdose last week. He was only 26 years old. Uh, May he rest in peace. Uh, Before I went to the uh, music break, I was telling you about uh, Miss uh, Montana Fishburne, uh, the daughter of actor Lawrence Fishburne, she's in trouble again. But this time she's accused of violating her probation because she missed a drug test and a judge had issued a warrant for her arrest. On September 5th, a Florida judge signed off on a warrant instructing all law enforcement to arrest the former porn actress on site and bring her to court. During the arrest last year, Montana allegedly ranted about Donald Trump, vibrators, being a porn star, and called one of the officers a liar for not having an ice pack for her face. She also peed in the middle of her arrest. Now, she reached a deal when she avoided jail and was sentenced to 12 months probation, ordered to attend MAD meetings, DWI school, and prohibit from drinking and taking any drugs. She was to complete 50 hours of community service and had to get approval to travel. It was back in 2010 that Montana came to the public attention with the first of several porn videos that her father definitely did not approve of and resulted in serious problems between the two. And uh, G-Eazy, um, he broke down on stage after dedicating a song to the late star Mac Miller. The MC real name Malcolm Jane McCormick tragically died at the age of 26 on Friday, September 7th, after an apparent drug overdose. And G-Eazy became emotional as he performed his track, Everything Will Be Okay, in honor of his friend during his gig at the Mid-Florida Credit Union Amphitheater in Florida. G-Eazy later posted about the heartbreaking performance on Instagram. Uh, His girlfriend, singer uh, Hazley, also shared a tribute to Miller on social media. Uh, You know, she said that um, today is a bad dream. Thank you, Mac, for being a visionary, a smiling, laughing, kind-hearted individual. Thank you for being the soundtrack to my high school years. And G-Eazy, his emotional on-stage tribute comes as Miller ex-girlfriend Ariana Grande disabled comments on her Instagram post following hurtful messages from upset fans. They broke up in May after nearly two years of dating, and Ariana, who's engaged to Pete Davidson, had not yet commented on his death. Uh, In other words, they were saying that it was Ariana's fault why he went back to drugs because she, you know, left him, she, you know, but that was not the case. Um, She tried all her best to keep him him going with his sobriety, but um, he just fell off the bandwagon, so... Uh, Burt Reynolds' body has been cremated just days after his death. The Hollywood legend was hospitalized in Florida last week after experiencing some chest pain and trouble breathing, and he passed away on Thursday, September 6th, at the age of 82. Now, Reynolds' manager, Eric Christzer, revealed that the actor had suffered a fatal cardiac arrest, but his death certificate has since been obtained by the blast and does not list an official cause. The Smokey and the Bandit icon has a son named Quentin who was adopted during his marriage to actress Lonnie Anderson, but his remains were released to his niece, Nancy Lee Hess, who had already had Bert's body cremated. The procedure was handled by officials at the Gold Coast Crematory crematory in Florida. Now, Hess had yet to reveal if she will be scattering his ashes at a location significant to Reynolds or if there are plans to stage a public memorial for the beloved movie star. She had previously paid tribute to her famous uncle in a statement issued on behalf of his family shortly after his death, admitting his loss came as a shock to his loved ones. Nancy also revealed that Burt, who underwent heart surgery in 2010, had not filmed his planned role in Quentin Tarantino's forthcoming movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, although it was a job he was very much looking forward to. 
and Beyonce Knowles was threatened during the filming of a documentary on the life of slain teenager Trayvon Martin. The 17-year-old African-American was shot and killed by neighborhood watcher zealot George Zimmerman in 2012. He was charged with murder but acquitted at trial after claiming self-defense based on Florida's controversial stand-your-ground law. Trayvon death sparked outrage across the U.S. with former American President Barack Obama becoming emotional during a press conference when discussing the killing. Jay-Z has been among many high-profile names campaigning for justice for Trayvon, and the rap mogul is one of the executive producers of the Paramount Network docuseries about the tragedy titled Rest in Power, the Trayvon Martin story. Now, during filming, Zimmerman is revealed to have threatened Beyonce and her husband in a series of text messages. And according to The Blast, the 34-year-old called the mother of three a broke whore, and Zimmerman previously slammed the project and said he wanted to beat Jay-Z and feed him to the alligators after allegedly uh, after alleging TV executives have hounded his family for interviews. Now, investigator Warren was hired to track down potential participants for the docuseries and later found himself on the receiving end of hundreds of harassment messages and voicemails from Zimmerman. Back in May, he was charged with stalking and harassing Warren. See, that's why his ass should have been locked up. Here he is threatening Beyonce and Jay-Z. He should have been locked up. So you know he he just got off. He just got off, scot-free in my opinion. And uh, ABC, they're getting ready to announce the full cast of Dancing with the Stars season 27 in a full, no, in a few days actually. But fans are already eager to find out who are the next celebrities to dance their way to the ballroom in the upcoming season. A slew of names have been rumored to be joining Nancy McKeon, who has been confirmed to partner with Val Shermakowski. Among rumor cast members is Bobby Bones. The radio personality and entertainer is expected to appear on the long-running ABC dancing competition. He's said to be paired with uh, Sharna Burgess. And meanwhile, singer Tanashi is rumored to be dancing in the ballroom alongside pro partner Glev Savcheko. Now, this form, forthcoming news season is also rumored to feature Instagram model Alexis Wren, who will be paired with Alan Bernstein. And joining them is Demarcus Ware, Rumor has it that the Super Bowl-winning former defensive player for the Denver Broncos and Dallas Cowboys will join forces with Lindsey Arnold and other to win the coveted Mirror Ball trophy. And among the show alleged fall 2018 lineup are Argentinian actor, singer, and director Juan Pablo de Ponce, the former Olympic American gymnast Mary Lou Renan, and zombie star Milo Mayhem, and the Dukes of Hazard alum John Strider, Snyder, uh, they are rumored to be partnered with the, with up uh, with uh, Cheryl Burke, Sasha Farber, Whitney Carson, and Emma Slater, respectively. It's unknown whether the rumors have some truth on them. However, the fans will learn the answers in the September 12 episode of Good Morning America, in which the rest of the season 27 star will be revealed. Dancing with the Star is set to return on Monday, September 24th at 8 p.m. on ABC. Right now we have uh, 11 minutes left remaining uh, in the show. I'm going to take a, uh, another music break, and I'll be back with the uh, last remaining story of the day, so don't go anywhere. Thank you. 
that was new music for Miss Janet Jackson and Daddy Yankee and Made For Now. Right now we have seven more minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Drake and Meek Mills have finally put an end to their feud on the latest stop of their Arbery and the Three Amigos tours with Migos. The In My Feelings rapper brought out his former nemesis during a show at the TD Garden in Boston on Saturday, September 8th. The Toronto native wrote, quote, this really gave me peace of mind tonight, healing and moving forward, creating one of the most electric and gratifying moments of my career. Meek Mill, I'm happy that you are home and that we could find our way back to our joint purpose, unquote. Meek wrote, as he shared the same snap on Instagram as his former rival, he said, we're both happy. Drake and Meek feud began in 2015 when Meek accused the God Plan star of using Ghost Riders. The 31-year-old hip-hop retaliated with two diss tracks aimed at Meek, including the back-to-back freestyle. Meek later admitted he had taken the beat too far and said he was out of control. Since then, Meek has served time behind bars at Chester State Prison in Pennsylvania. He was released in May. And Kanye West has teased fans with the possibility of a sequel to album Watch the Throne, his smash hit collaboration with Jay-Z. In a post on Twitter on Saturday, the 41-year-old wrote, Throne 2 coming soon, sending his fans wild. And according to Billboard, Watch the Throne spent a whopping 62 weeks in the U.S. charts following its release in 2011, and the duo took the album on a world tour shortly after. However, some fans are dubious that Kanye and Jay would team up again after a bitter falling out in 2016. And during a gig on his St. Pablo tour, Kanye dismissed any chance of collaborating with the music mogul, citing political uh, S or his political shit with title, the streaming service co-owned by Jay. He also slammed the hip-hop star and his wife, Beyonce, for not taking his calls. Jay later addressed the ongoing feud on his album 444 with the track Kill Jay-Z. The pair seemingly ended the feud by the end of late last year, with Jay admitting in an interview that he loves Kanye and it's a, compli- a complicated relationship between them. Kanye and Jay has also teamed up again in recent months with the Hard Knock Life rapper, credited as a composer and lyricist for the game we play, and in far from Pusha T recent Kanye produced album Daytona. And Shania Twain, she led the winners at the Canadian Country Music Association Award on Sunday night, taking home four gongs. The 53-year-old also presented a ceremony at the first Ontario Centre in Ontario, Canada, and was presented with the top-selling album of the year and top-selling Canadian album of the year for her role for her record now, while also winning the Apple Music Fan Choice Award and the Generation Award. Other winners of the award include Jess McCulloch, who won the Album of the Year prize for The Past, The Past, Megan Patrick, who was named Female Artist of the Year, and Dallas Smith, who took home the Male Artist of the Year gong. Performances came from stars including Jess, Kira Isabella, and Madeline Merlo, who performed a medley of Shania's song before the singer herself joined them to bell out Honey, I'm Home. Keith Urban also took to the stage to perform on his track, Never Coming Down, before inducting Terry Clark into the 2018 Hall of Fame. And fans who had prepared to attend the Jason Aldean show and Aldean show in Cincinnati might be sad after reading the news about that the country singer just announced that he had to cancel his upcoming gig at the River Bend Music Center in the city due to bad weather. The show, which was going to feature special guests like Luke Combs, Lauren Elena, and DJ Silva, will not be rescheduled. Refunds for ticket holders will be available at point of purchase. Aldine has been hitting the road for his High Noon Neon tour in support of his latest album. The tour marked his first major track since the horrifying gun attack at his Las Vegas show. He kicked off the show on May 10th in Kansas City and is scheduled to wrap it up on September 29th in Irvine, California. The 41-year-old singer recently got candid about the incident during an interview with Today. When asked about how he felt to be associated with the tragedy, Aldine revealed his wish to move on from the incident. 
And Steve Guttenberg has promised a new Police Academy movie is in the works. The actor played Carrie Mahoney, a repeat offender who was forced to join a police academy as punishment in the 1984 comedy and reprised the role in three sequels. And now Guttenberg has revealed there's a follow-up to the 1994 Mission to Moscow, the seventh and final installment in the franchise. It's in the works. Respond to a Twitter user who asked him to make a Police Academy movie in London. He responded by uh, by saying that the next Police Academy is coming. New, no details yet, but it is in a gift bag being readied. Now, in 2014, it was reported that comedian Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key was in talks with bosses at New Line Cinema to potentially produce the film, though that idea has similarly fizzled out. Uh, in a chat with The Hollywood Reporter in 2012, Malansky shared he was looking to cast fresh comedic talent in the new film, and they said that they hope to discover new talent and season it with great comedians. Well, uh, right now we got a minute left remaining uh, in the show. And uh, for my last story of the day, uh, mm-hmm. superhero blockbusters, including Avengers, Infinity War, and Black Panther, they're, they're going to lead the way at the 2018 Pe- uh, People's Choice Award after landing nominations in several top categories. The film will compete against Incredible 2, Deadpool 2, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Fifty Shades Free, Ready Player One, A Quiet Place, Jurassic Park, I'm sorry, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, A Wrinkle in Time, Ocean 8, and Mission Impossible Fallout for movies of 2018, while Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, and Michael B. Jordan, and Avenger Infinity War, Robert Downey Jr., and Chris Helmworth will complete the life of Chris Pratt, Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Tom Cruise for the male movie stars of 2018 accolade. Now, the ceremony will be taking place on November 11, and it will feature 13 new categories, including Revival Show of 2018 and The Game Changer of 2018. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. Uh, you've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones. Give Have a great week. Stay safe. And uh, I will talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>